1: Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Made Simple podcast, uncovering the secrets of effortless social media marketing for your business. And here is your host, Teresa Heath-Waring.
0: Hello and a very warm welcome to this week's episode of the Social Media Marketing Made Simple podcast. I hope wherever you are in the world, you are having a lovely day. So in this week's episode, we're going to be talking all about Twitter Okay, if you're not a Twitter fan, please don't turn off because I promise you you're gonna want to listen to this interview. I got to interview the super lovely Madeline Sklar, and she is a huge Twitter fan and has been for ages. She often speaks on Twitter. She does Twitter chats on Twitter. I'm gonna say Twitter a lot in this episode. I know it. And she also has her own podcast where obviously she talks about you guessed it. Twitter. Anyway, she is a font of knowledge as to why Twitter's good, why businesses should be on there, why you should actually include it within your social media and marketing strategy. Now, if you've listened to me for a while, you're going to know that I actually love Twitter. I used it an awful lot. Now, I'm not going to say I'm as active now as I have been, because I do love Instagram and I do find myself spending a lot of time doing Insta stories because I just particularly like that platform at the moment. However, I always go back to Twitter. I always kind of make sure I'm still active, even if I'm not as active as I was. And I can honestly tell you, I have built my profile and found clients through Twitter. I've developed relationships And I've had people who have seen me tweet and be active that have then got in touch with me purely because of Twitter. So when I say I love it and it really works, I promise you it does. Now, I'm not going to sit there and say it's the most easiest platform in the world. And I know that some of you are really put off by the style of it and the speed of it. But I urge you to listen to today's episode and just have an open mind about whether it might be something that is worth doing in your industry. There are definitely different industries that suit it better or it works better for. And typically, often if you're business to business, then Twitter can be a really good platform for you to use. It's a great engagement tool. It's a great way of reaching out and speaking to people that you want to connect with, either potential customers, prospects, other people in your industry, key people. So, you know, sending people DMs through Twitter, you're able to connect with them. So I really urge you to listen to this podcast episode, even if Twitter isn't your thing. And of course, if Twitter is your thing, then you're in total luck because Madeline and I kind of just completely geek out on how cool it is and how businesses should be using it and what it's all about. So I think you're going to love today's episode. She's such a lovely lady. She's so nice to talk to. And I think you're going to get lots of good advice. And actually, we got to the end of it and decided that it had gone way too quick and that we needed to do another episode because there are still so much amazing stuff we can tell you. So in the future, hopefully that will come as well. So I won't keep you waiting any longer. Please welcome to the podcast the lovely Madeline Sclar. So I am so excited to introduce the super lovely Madeline Sklar to today's podcast episode. And also that we get to talk about Twitter. Yay! Welcome, Madeline.
1: Hey Teresa, thank you so much for inviting me. I love your podcast. I am a fan. I listen to it every week, and I'm excited to be on and talk about Twitter.
0: Uh, I am I'm so pleased you're here because we have followed each other for a little while and, I'm, and i I love the fact that you listen to the podcast it honestly i and you have podcasts, so you must know what it's like when someone says "I've listened." you get like proper
1: <laughs> right that's right,
0: <laughs> so nice to know that you're producing this stuff and then someone out there is listening um but also, I love the fact that you are such a big twitter fan and in social media world at the moment you know we go through trends don't we and there's different things that we like and don't like and obviously Instagram is getting a lot of a lot of action at the moment which is lovely and I love it but I've always been a big fan of Twitter so I'm actually so excited today to talk about Twitter for a change <laughs> and hopefully turn on some of the listeners to why that they want to be listening and and focusing on Twitter as well so But it would be great if we could just start with just a bit of a brief history as to how you got into doing what you do and some of the things you do, because I know you are super busy and you have your fingers in lots of pies. It'd be great if we could let our audience know that.
1: I I do have my finger in a lot of pies. That's really a great way of looking at it. I'm just, I'm a doer. I do so many things and it's just how I operate. I've been doing digital marketing on the, on the internet For 22 years, since 1996, which just blows me away that I've been doing this so long. But I saw what was going to become this power of the internet. I I just saw it early on, and I actually was one of the very first web designers in Houston, Texas, where I live, and just followed my dream of being an entrepreneur, and I just love it. And so, fast forward to today, and I help businesses, I help. solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, people of all types and sizes with their social media, but really focused on Twitter. Twitter is just one of those things that gets left out. And Mm -hmm. so I made it my mission to just really help people understand how to use Twitter because people say, well, I know how to use Twitter, but there's so much of the, you don't know what you don't know. There's so many things that Twitter can do that makes it, way more fun and way more helpful in your business. So I'm hoping that some of the things that I shared today will help your listeners get fired up about using Twitter and making it work better for their business.
0: That's awesome, and like you said, it's interesting because I think sometimes people just think they know these platforms, because they Uh might have had a bit of personal use on them and they've sent a tweet and therefore they think they know what it is, but actually often hidden within all these platforms are so many good things and also ways in which you can use it to make such a difference. But I can't believe you've been doing online marketing for that long. It almost sounds like the internet wasn't (laughs) around. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes I think because this is such a new industry, you get used to it being sort of five, 10 years, but to be doing it that long and to jump on it and to recognize that this was going to be big, you must have so much experience.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I could probably write five books about just ways of using digital marketing. And this is, you know, not just social media marketing, but there's so many other facets, you know, uh, of how you can market your business using the internet. Um, And for social media marketing, I've been doing that as a business for 13 years. So I've been doing social media for a very long time and I've seen so many changes in the years, you know, from how it was in the beginning to where we are today. And I'm so excited with all the things we can do today, especially with video and live video, is it's just one of my favorite things to do. And I'm always urging people to follow along, watch what I'm doing and do the same things because you'll see that it can really help your business.
0: No, that's so awesome. And and again to think that social media marketing has been around for that long as well, that's kind of crazy. But yeah. Actually, how innovative of you to look at that back then? Because, you know, I'm still having trouble convincing some people today that they need to do social media marketing, let alone 10 years ago when actually people might not have thought to use this for business. So, what was it kind of at the beginning that really made you think, actually, Twitter's really good and I think this could be a really good tool for businesses?
1: You know, what I loved about Twitter when I first got on, I've been on it for a little over 10 years now, is that it was short to the point. Mm -hmm. 140 characters teaches you to be very concise. Now, that was my way of doing things as it was. I had actually, you'll love this too. I started blogging before it was cool and before people even knew what that term meant. I started blogging in 2000 and I had a blogger. Blogger was the big uh, blog, I think it was blogger.net. And I was doing short format blog posts. I didn't like, I'm not a writer. I did not want to do long wordy posts. So I tend to do more of a shorter format style, not 140 characters, but just more just, no fluff, short to the point. So when I discovered Twitter, I thought, you know, this is just right up my alley. This this is the kind of writing I like. Just you know, take that fluff out and just yeah. tell us exactly what's going on, what's on your mind, or what do you want to share with us. So I immediately fell in love, and I also loved the real time aspect of it. Um, I just just loved everything about it. I just thought it was a, a cool tool to use. For business
0: so do you think then it, there's been a lot of changes every social media platform well some of them change on like feels like an hourly basis let alone on a daily basis so were you concerned when twitter changed their character count because the fact that it gave you that bit more freedom and i agree with you one of the things that Uh, I liked about it was that it made me get to the point, (laughs) which I can like fluff easily. So, you know, getting to the point is good. So, how did you feel about the big kind of character change?
1: Well, I'm not going to lie. I was pretty against it in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, I even was on social media examiners. They have their Friday talk show and they bring me on when it's uh, Twitter news, Twitter related things. And when Right before they switched from the 140 to the 280, they had me come on and talk about like, okay, Twitter's talking about this possibly being a new change and what are your thoughts? And you had me and Mike Stelzner, and Mike Stelzner was like, I'm all for it. And I was like, I'm all against it. And I'm not one of those that likes to get online and duke it out with people. I, that's yeah. not my style. But I just felt like 140 characters is what makes Twitter, Twitter. Yeah. And, you know, how could they even think about wanting to change this and add and make it 280 characters? Um, So initially I was against it. I said, I I don't see this as being a good thing. And then like a week or two later, they did it. So, you know, okay, let me, (laughs) let me immerse myself in it. Let me see, you know, what, what, what do I think uh, now that I can actually do it? And And also my big thing was I was worried that people were going to go crazy and all we were going to see on Twitter were these long tweets, just tweet after tweet after tweet that was long and wordy rather than these short, concise tweets. Now I run two Twitter chats every week and I was also concerned how this was going to affect Twitter chats. I was thinking, did Twitter not think about the implications of Twitter chats? Because my Twitter chats are both filled with lots of people, is very busy. I can't even see all the tweets. It moves that fast. Like it's just zooming by. So I thought, okay, if it's going to be at 280 characters, how can we possibly have a great conversation when it moves very fast in the course of a one hour chat? And what I noticed, Teresa, is that for about one day, people went crazy with the 280 characters. It's like they needed to get it out of their system. It's (laughs) like, oh my gosh, I can do this. Let's see how, how much fun I could have with this. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, for like, like for 24 hours, Twitter was a little crazy. Yeah. And then it went right back to normal. It went right back to the way it was. Like people just, you, sure, you would see some longer tweets, but it was primarily the shorter tweets. Yeah. But what was nice about it, and I did change my mind and said, okay, everyone, I like it. It's good. Let's have an open mind about it. It's nice when you're typing that most perfect tweet and you just need one more character space. And it's like, (laughs) no, Twitter, please let me do one more. And then you have to go figure out what word can you abbreviate? Or where can I put an ampersand in instead of the word and, you know? And and that would always be frustrating when it was one character space. So I have to say it has been nice when you have that space for for that one extra thing that you want to put in. So I'm okay with it now. Enough time has passed. We all see that it did not destroy Twitter. No.
0: No. That's so so funny. But you're so right. Because I often say to people when they say to me about um, putting content on multiple platforms, because sometimes we have the same message, because it's a really important one that you want to put on everything. And I say to them often that I would start with LinkedIn because that would be my longest and most wordiest post. So obviously, I wouldn't abbreviate anything. It would all be very well written because it's LinkedIn and a bit more serious. And then I would be moving over to. I'll copy it into Facebook and I'll lighten it up a little bit and I'll slim it down a bit. And then I copy it again over to Twitter and I literally cut everything out of it. You know, and sometimes it's hard when you're trying to, craft something you know like you said it's not that you need another six paragraphs you literally just need like another few characters and then you're having to kind of remove any punctuation or remove any kind of you know long form letters and think how can I make that smaller so I quite like the way it challenges you actually I think it kind of makes me laugh a bit so obviously that was a, a huge change in Twitter's world and then while we're talking about changes that's just come into my mind the first Problem I have when I talk to people about Twitter, the first thing they tell me is it's too fast. And when I tell them how much you need to be present in order to be seen in Twitter, they kind of go, I can't keep up with that because how can I do four, five, six tweets a day or whatever it might be. And then of course, Twitter changed its rules and they stopped the or they changed the API, didn't they? So that people couldn't repeat content, which I'm really interested to, to get your take on this. Um, I was about to give you my take, but let me take your take first. And <laughs> I thought.
1: Yeah, I, okay, so earlier this year in 2018, you know, Twitter made this really big deal about how um, you cannot have duplicate tweets and, and they, they had something where they were very specific and some things that were a little gray. So the specific was, if you have multiple Twitter accounts And a lot of people are doing this. Like, let's say you use, you know, we'll use Buffer as an example. So yeah, you you host or you run multiple Twitter accounts. And this can be common, say, for like a radio station or some big company that has little, you know, companies underneath them. There's so many different ways this was being done. So let's say you're in charge of their social media. And part of your strategy is that you do one tweet but you put them on all the accounts and they get scheduled to all go out together. Twitter says, no, you cannot do that anymore. It can only be one account for a tweet. Mm -hmm. But what you can do is retweet it, take that tweet, retweet it from the other account. So that was their like workaround is just do that. Now, of course, if you're doing this live in real time, then you can do whatever you want. But this was to combat scheduling and and basically spamming twitter yeah. with just because you could go crazy with the scheduling and there are mm-hmm. tools out there that you can just put on autopilot that can just go in, insanely crazy and so they wanted to do away with that. I was great with that. I thought okay, some people, some social media marketer, that marketers that are running these big accounts, multiple big mm-hmm. accounts their work is going to change because they're going to have to do this individually. They can't just go schedule these the way they were. Okay, then the other thing, and this was interesting, they said, you know, when you do a tweet, they don't want you basically duplicating that same tweet because they don't want stuff to, because that was another problem. People Mm -hmm. put it on autopilot and the same stuff goes out over and over and over and over. But I mean, I'm talking... Like, you know, every hour or, yes. or every day. Yes. So, where it gets a little gray in there is that they did not say, I mean, they kind of said you can't do this, but they didn't say, like, it, it got a little strange. Like, okay, what is the exact? I want to know, like, for sure, what can we do? What can we not do? Because the way it was worded, it wasn't super clear, like, well, can you? Mm-hmm. Like, they, certainly they can't have you, like, not do a same tweet ever, ever, ever. Like, yes. okay tweet I put out, because I I run Twitter chats. I have some tweets that are identical that I do every week. Like when we're 30 minutes out, there's a tweet that says, hey, you know, join us in 30 minutes for our awesome Twitter chat with so-and-so. I'm going to do that every week. And so I'm like, oh, can I not do that anymore? Mm -hmm. So I went and talked to several CEOs of big third-party tools, uh, people that I know. So I talked to Emmerich Earnholt, who's the CEO of Agora Pulse. And I talked to Tim Fargo, the CEO of Social Jukebox. So -hmm. they run these big third-party tools that do all these things. Yeah. And I asked them, okay, what exactly can we do and not do? Because I need to know. I I, you know, schedule these tweets with y'all. Some of them are on autopilot, some of them are gonna duplicate, but it'll be once a week. Mm -hmm. Will that be okay? They both came back with the same thing. They both said, It's okay to do as long as you have at least three days in between. Like, don't do the same tweet over and over and over. But, you know, you're doing it once a week. You should be fine. We've talked to Twitter. This is our understanding. They both said the exact same thing to me. So So I left it as is. So I've got tweets that go out, duplicate tweets every week. And they're not spammy. They're just part of my strategy. Because otherwise, I'd be doing it manually. Yeah. So no problem. I've, I've not gotten any trouble. It's worked out just fine.
0: Well, do you know what? That is so good to talk about because I like you, I'd looked at this and and there was a whole part of me that went, this is good because, oh boy, you've seen those accounts that literally grow out the same rubbish. And it's not just every hour. It's almost like every few minutes, some of them are. And it's, and it's nonsense. It's not anything of any value. And So that I was totally on board about and I was like, yeah, we, you know, they need to stop that. However, when you do social media for people and I've got one client, um, well, there's a couple I've of with, but one in particular that I can think of, they have a product that they sell, a gym product, and we do the social media for them. And basically we've been doing it for so long and we'd got so many tweets, like so many different bits of content that I felt, that let's say they had over 100 bits of content we created for them well if I'm putting that in a scheduling tool and saying to it send you know a tweet two three times a day let's say and then some natural stuff in between and I've got 100 bits of content that's not repeating for days and days right and the chances of anybody ever thinking how many times have I seen that tweet are slim to none so and again like you i've got content so if you've got a really good blog post or if you've got a really good podcast episode or yes you know i want that post to go out i don't know
1: absolutely every
0: other week or once a month or you know so i was a little bit frustrated by it because i just thought i totally get why they've done it but actually there are some good things that that we would use this for and and therefore i was a little bit like oh okay that's not great because then suddenly it made or it seemed much harder work Because you were having to try and either change it up or you were having to do it all by hand. And I know that social media is always best done, you know, when you're kind of natural. And and, But of course, in reality, you know, especially on something like Twitter, being able to have some stuff scheduled will just take the, the load off of it, won't it?
1: Oh yeah, the best thing about tools is that it can save you time and save you money, right? Yeah. So I'm a huge fan and and proponent of tools because they they're so useful. And so going back to these two tools I mentioned, Agora Pulse and Social Jukebox, they help me tremendously. Agora Pulse has it set up so that I can do a once and done. So when I have the tweets that I promote every week for my so let's say my Twitter Smarter Chat every Thursday afternoon. I have a handful of tweets that is the same thing. You know, these reminders yeah. or or something during the chat. Um, you know, we do an icebreaker. We do all kinds of things like leading up to the actual questions. So I'm able to use a Quora Pulse to just have it in there at the same exact time every week, no problem. And yeah. it's it's great that we have that ability because if I had to do that manually or had to hire a VA to do it for me. Yeah. You know, that's why it saves time and money to have yeah. this available.
0: Absolutely. So I'm really interested then. So if someone was to come to you and say, I don't know anything about Twitter. And I still get this a lot. There are lots of people who literally can't even, just can't even look at that direction. But if someone was to come to you and say, okay, I'm a business, why should I look at Twitter? Or, you know, what's so good about Twitter? What would you say to them?
1: Oh my gosh, I'd be like, okay, you are definitely missing out if you're not on Twitter, because there's so many great things you can do. There's so many opportunities to meet yeah. people. I always say, if if you want to, to connect with, with people in your industry, even the top, top people, you can do it on Twitter. So for example, my Twitter Smarter podcast, I launched it three years ago. And my plan was to launch it on June 1st, 2015. That was my goal. So this was a few months out. And I'm like, okay, how am I going? Like, let me make a list of all the... And I mean, I was shooting for the stars. Pat Flynn, who was your first interview on this awesome podcast. He was my first interview on that podcast. I love that. I love that we share that. Yeah, that's so good. I reached out to him on Twitter and I just asked. I I asked, would he come on my podcast? And he said, yes. And I asked, I mean, I got on a roll, like, like none of them knew me yet. I had made a transition from being in the music business to, uh, where I was like top in the field for social media and digital marketing, but I wanted to get more widely known in social media. And, and it started with this pivot, pivot by having this podcast. Yeah. and. Reaching out to all these people, they all know who I am now. Three years later, but back then, I mean, I I reached out to Mari Smith, Kim Garz, Mark Schaefer. I mean, these are the who's who uh, of social media marketing, and they all said yes, and all came on my podcast, and it was all done through Twitter. Like Mm -hmm. all of these were from a tweet, and Twitter works. It really works because there's no way I could go on to say. Instagram or Facebook and reach out to Mari Smith and say, hey, I'd like to have you on my podcast. You know, Mm -hmm. maybe there's a chance, but I feel like you have a greater chance on Twitter because Twitter is just this platform where people get on there and build relationships and connect in a way that's different from the other platforms. You know, on Facebook, it feels more personal, right? It feels like people are, you know, someone comes and, and messages you there You feel like they're invading your space if you don't know them. Yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah, I think it's a much more uh, personal platform that we use. And also for a business to try and reach out to a person, well, that's all near on impossible on Facebook. That that just isn't something that's physically set up for it to do. Whereas for me, Twitter has always, been the engagement tool it's always been the thing that if you want to speak to someone you want to connect to someone and that's what was so good about it and and is still so good about it that actually you can find that person and include them in a tweet or follow them or like their stuff or comment on a tweet and actually one thing that people on twitter love is people responding to them because that's the whole point you know we all put social media for people to come back to us so no one is ever going to be cross or, or annoyed by you ever commenting on one of their tweets. or Not ever. Ever engaging with them, are they?
1: No, because the thing is, like you were saying before with Facebook, if it's our personal, we feel like they're invading our space. If it's the business account, well, that's usually run by someone in the business, not the top person. Mm. And when you go onto the top person's Twitter profile, they are most likely... Doing it themselves because people learn very early on with Twitter that you can't have your assistant do it for you. It just doesn't work that way. It, you know, you it has to be your voice. Yeah. And so that's one of the things that makes Twitter so great. And people expect just anyone to pop in and and introduce themselves and start talking to you. Yeah. And it's a great way to build relationships. I, I'm amazed at all of the big name people I've reached out to on Twitter, first connected with on Twitter uh, to to do something, you know, invite them to do something with me and and always getting that yes. Whereas you do it on LinkedIn and it can be crickets, right? It's like, yeah. hello, is anybody there? Because yeah. I get so much spam on LinkedIn. So I, I have a hard time taking anyone seriously when they message me on LinkedIn because it's, it's been so spammy for me.
0: Yeah. And it's funny, you know, there's, there's still an occasional... Um, Couple of people on Twitter who send out like or or mention someone in their tweet, and then when you go and have a look at replies and mentions, it's basically the same tweet. And it's like that effort alone is crazy effort. Like, what are you doing? But but like you said, I often do get spammed through other places. And actually, one of my worst is Instagram. I get a lot of DM spam through there. Um, That's and
1: interesting. Spam. Okay.
0: I get loads of you're going to laugh right honestly it's hilarious I get loads of offers from uh male ex military widows
1: like I've heard you talk about honestly, this on your podcast that is the the craziest thing honestly. like how did that happen? I don't know. But what's really funny is it's
0: like, just look at my profile. Hey, I'm married and he's in the military. So it's like, <laughs> I'm well, I'm pretty covered on that stakes. So thanks very much. But, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's funny because I don't often get spam as such on Twitter, which is interesting. One thing that I do still get a bit of, but not as much as we used to, and I don't know whether you find that this has changed, is the auto message when you follow someone.
1: The auto DMs.
0: Yeah. So do you, I feel like they've actually calmed down a bit. What about you? They have
1: calmed down. Twitter has finally put an end to it. They do not allow it. Uh, there's some services that, you, you know, you could turn it on and it would yeah. do it for you. And It was terrible. I mean, it really made DMs almost impossible for Mm -hmm. so many people. And when I interviewed Mari Smith several years ago for the podcast, she was talking about how her DM was just useless to her because it was just overrun with those auto DMs. So I'm so happy that Twitter has put it into it. Mm -hmm. So we shouldn't see very much. If you are seeing it, it means someone is doing it manually, which is a lot of work. Um, But there's just no place for it there. You know, why, why would someone come on that doesn't know you, send you a private DM and say, and so many of mine were, hey, come follow me on LinkedIn. It's like, yeah. I'm on Twitter. I don't want to go to your LinkedIn. Like let's chat here. Like it just made no sense. But you know, these marketers trying to get you to buy something of theirs and you don't even know who they are. It's like, you know, let's go back to social media and marketing 101. Like Mm -hmm. build relationships first. Twitter is a platform that will help you do it easily Mm -hmm. and quickly. So that's what makes it great.
0: I often find that when people are talking to me about their social media platforms, they will say to me, um, they they won't know how to respond to someone. So, you know, they'll sort of say when people message them and say or tweet them and say, This is cool or morning or whatever, and they'd say to me, What do I say back? And it's like, well, if you were talking to another human being face to face, you know, right?" that's what you have a
1: conversation, because that's what it's all about, is having a conversation. And I definitely want to mention one of the things that, that I've been doing that's been super successful is what I call video replies. And so when someone sends you a tweet, they're, they're tagging you. So like for me, they're putting at Madeline Sklar in the tweet. And an example of one that I get a lot is when people listen to my podcast. I'm sure you get these too, where they say, you know, hey, at Madeline Sklar, I love your Twitter Smarter podcast. Thank you for sharing all this information. I'm learning a lot. I get a lot of those, yeah. and so yeah. How would you reply? Well, like you said, how would you reply if it was in person? Yeah. That's the best way to to yeah. talk about it. So you know, the typical is reply back, and I always, thank you very much. Appreciate. Um, I really got into gifts, so I use gifts a oh, lot. I love it. love gifts, and there's so many great ones. It's yeah. so easy to do for those of you listening. If you've never done the gift oh. when you're doing that reply or any tweet you're you're putting out yeah. there click on the little gift button and you can search and i'll like if i just want to do one that says hi or hello i just type in hi and then a whole bunch of them come up and you just pick yeah. the one you want you can also make your own and i have mm-hmm. lots of colleagues that are doing that and andrew and yeah. pete have, have yeah, done have that other. very successfully yeah. over on giphy and that's a fun way It's just, you know, personalize it with your own. But what I do is I go a step further, I get in the habit of doing what I call video replies. And so when people are, are tweeting me like that example about my podcast, what I like to do, and it's when you have time, and I just try to encourage people to maybe take some time once a week and, and spend a little time doing this, go through your notification and go look at all the tweets that are sent out to you and reply back with a video and it's mobile only. You can only do it from your phone. You got to be in the Twitter mobile app. So let's say you get that tweet and you want to reply back and thank that person. When you're in there replying, hit the camera button. And so for iPhone and Android, you got to hit the little um, ca- the little icon to get to your photos, which then opens up the camera. And then you want to click on the video camera and then point it at you and just talk. And I know for a lot of people, they get a little paralyzed with this. Yep. They're a little nervous. But I tell you what, I have found this to be one of the best ways to connect with people because number one is unexpected. They're not expecting you to reply back with a video for yep. them. Gary Vaynerchuk started doing this a few years ago when Twitter video first started, when they turned on the yep. video camera for us in, in, to do in our tweets. And could you imagine getting a reply from the Gary oh, Vaynerchuk? My.
0: Could you imagine? No, so I did.
1: I did twice. Two times oh, he yeah. did that, where it was just a real quick, like, hey, thanks, Madeline. But to have him yeah. spend a moment and say my name in a tweet on video was yeah. amazing. How cool is that? And so I try to get in the habit of spending some time each week, like replying to tweets with a video and just being real, being honest. like instead of Typing it, just say what I would mm-hmm. what I would normally type, and just be sincere. And I tell you, Teresa, I can't tell you how many times people have said to me, Madeline, I remember that first time we connected on Twitter, and you sent me that video, mm-hmm. and I still remember how that made me feel. It's like, so oh my cool. gosh, that's, so that's cool. amazing. And and
0: yeah. like I said, it's so unexpected. It's so nice as a response. It's so personal, and it's. Yeah that it's bringing that face-to-face together isn't it which I think you and I spoke about this briefly before we got on uh the the podcast that people don't often expect Twitter and video to go hand in hand they they know Instagram stories are all video they they know about doing Facebook lives but actually Twitter have all the functionality that everyone else does you know okay they don't have amazing face filters and I do love a face filter (laughs) (laughs) especially when i'm jet lagged and yeah tired but um you know twitter has got all these facilities and yet people don't seem to use them which means you stand out even more you know and surely that's just got to be a good thing
1: absolutely that's that's why i'm always preaching to everyone i've been on this mission to get them to do these video replies i even started a hashtag last year video reply day Awesome. And and I actually like kind of made Tuesday like, all right, Tuesdays, let's have video reply day and let's get in the habit of, of just taking some time to reply to tweets with a video or just send out tweets, you know, go mm-hmm. look at people you want to meet and just send them a video and yeah. just talk, you know, just start a conversation. They're going to be so blown away. And, mm-hmm. and with Twitter... And you're so right. Like, people just don't know they can do this. Like, we, we do video everywhere. We do it on Instagram stories all the time. We do Snapchat. We do Facebook. But on Twitter, we can do it as well. Only it's just, you know, by, on the phone, uh, tap on the video button and do it. You can do up to 2 minutes and 20 seconds. So there is a yeah. limit to how much you can do. Now, you can upload videos on yeah. desktop. So you can upload videos and there's actually a feature probably don't have time to get into today and I could like talk forever about it. it is called Media Studio. And in Media Studio, it's a really cool feature through Twitter where you can upload your videos and you can actually put metadata into it. So you can have a a bolded headline and and a description and you can put a call to action and have it so that when people click on the video, you can take them somewhere. Oh, that's
0: really good. Such a good tool. Yeah. And I will link to that in the show notes because that sounds amazing. That's all. And um, the other thing I love about the video that you can do on your phone is it. Um, and if it's still the same, I haven't done one for a little while, actually. So it, this could be different, but you press and hold and take your thumb off and it stops recording. And then you can do it again and take your thumb off. And right for me, that's actually really good because sometimes You don't want to feel like you've just got to do a whole load of recording because you can guarantee. And well, I take about four or five attempts on every Insta story I do. So if it could not do it in a whole one, that would be great. You know, so I quite liked that functionality, and especially if you wanted to show someone something or, you know, change the camera angle or whatever. That's really cool, isn't it? I think that's a nice, a nice little, you know, almost like a little bit of editing within the Twitter app itself, which is
1: cool. Absolutely. Yeah, that is a cool feature in there. And you can also have a video you've already recorded and upload it from yeah. your phone as well. When you were talking about liking to do those face filters, like say on Instagram. Yeah. One of the things that I will sometimes do, you know how on Instagram stories you know, you do, let's say you do like five, five of them together. And it's like, you know, this perfect story and you can download like, you know, what you have up there as one video. So sometimes I will do that because there'll be times where when I'm walking my dog, Max, and I'm doing my Instagram stories, I'll maybe share some Twitter tips. I know you're big with sharing social media tips, which I love. So I could string them all together, download it as one, and then I could go, upload it over onto yeah. Twitter. And I'll usually just do it through my phone and just upload it up there. So that's, you know, so it's not limited to just recording a video. We can also no. take something we already have and upload it. So what I'll do is, is you know, take that one video from Instagram stories, tweet yeah. it out and say, Hey, I'm also doing video on Instagram stories. Come follow me on my Instagram. Yeah. So I like to do a lot of cross promotion like that. Yeah.
0: And I think that's great because, again, if you are more natural, prefer to do it through an Instagram video, then great. You know, do your stories on there. But like you said, download them to your phone and upload them to, to Twitter and do it that way and just mix up that kind of content It's great. And also, I think often when people think they need to put content out there, they're thinking of like content creation. But actually, for me, with Twitter it, it doesn't need to be that strict, does it? Because it's a conversation, so it doesn't need to be. You've got to do six posts that are all very curated. You know, right? Half of those posts could be having conversations with other people.
1: Exactly. That, that's what I love about Twitter. It's it's a great place for conversation. It's why I love hosting Twitter chats. I love bringing people together for an hour to have, you know, and this is like-minded people. Yeah. Let's have a conversation, you know, revolving around a topic. Like with my Twitter Smarter, we talk about different things with Twitter marketing. So we have a very specific group of people that come for that. And then my other chat social ROI, which I run for a third party tool called Manage Flitter. And we talk about just everything social media and and how we can get that roi out of it and so we have these great conversations it brings a very specific audience of like-minded people and through that process you end up becoming friends with a lot of these people you end up having like this whole list of new colleagues and people to collaborate with i've done a lot of collaborations with people i've met through these chats
0: Yeah, and I love that, you know, because I've done exactly the same. There are people, and when you tell people this, they think you're weird. But there are people (laughs) through Twitter who we're now great friends or you know, that I've then physically met them and done stuff with them or whatever. And actually I just love that. I love the fact that you can reach out to people who do something similar to what you do or like the same things you like or Are in the same industry and suddenly you can kind of open yourself up to a a new world so it's a great tool and you've got some great resources out there some great podcasts and all the different stuff you're doing so I think if anybody is at all interested in wanting to know more about Twitter then you are the person that springs to mind when I think Twitter so you are definitely the place to go if people want to find out more Thank you so much for being on, Madeline. I've had such a nice chat. And like I said, I love talking about Twitter. It is one of my favorites and I do forget about it. So you've reinvigorated me to go and send a tweet now and say that we've just- With a video. With a video, I'm going to do that. And uh, I'm going to- tweet you and say that we've just recorded this. On and then
1: I'm going to do a video reply to yeah. your tweet.
0: I love it. I love
1: it. <laughs> and I think what the listeners should do is, you know, come find us on oh, Twitter and reply that. to one of our tweets and start a, like when this episode comes yeah. out, yeah. I would love for the listeners to go to your profile, Teresa, and go and reply. I would love for everybody to do this. reply to that tweet, yeah, with the great. video and yeah. tag me because I want to yeah. get in on this. And we could actually start a chain and just start connecting with a bunch of your listeners through video on Twitter. And they're going to be like, I never thought of having a video chat with people on on Twitter.
0: They did not. I love it. Thank you so much, Madeline. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been ace.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: Do you know what? I loved doing that interview. She's such a lovely lady. It was so nice to talk to her. And so nice to hear her passion for Twitter because often, especially when we go to like social media marketing world or go to conferences, people want to talk about the cool and latest trends and the latest things. And therefore, often some of the key platforms that are still amazing get completely left on the shelf. No one wants to talk about it, no one's interested about it. So it was great to chat to her to see how she uses it for her business why she thinks it's good for other people's businesses. I particularly like the way that she connected with people in the early days through Twitter to get podcast guests. What a great idea. What a great thing to do. And actually, I've done something similar on Instagram. So it's a real personal way in order to engage with someone that isn't going to their emails or actually connecting with them in a way that's completely intrusive, for me, doing a DM through Twitter is not intrusive at all. It's quite a nice, easy way to have a conversation with someone. Also, I love the way that she talked about connecting and engaging and responses on Twitter, the fact that no one minds you connecting with them, no one minds you responding to their tweets, because that's the whole point. People put things on social media in order for someone to respond to them. So to be able to do that on Twitter and connect with them, no one is ever going to mind you reaching out. If you retweet my things, I am never going to have a problem with that. If you talk to me on Twitter, I'm again, never going to have a problem with that. So it's a great way to reach out to people through their social media platform. And I think we said at the end of it that, you know, there was just so much to talk about. We didn't seem to get as much in as we wanted to. It often happens like that when I'm recording the interviews. I have a rough idea of what I want us to cover. But of course, it depends. I try and keep really flexible in terms of how the conversation's going. So for me and this one, it was so lovely chatting about things we're talking about, talking about the updates and the changes. That was really important. Also, you know, how she felt about the character numbers going up. I loved her story on that and her honesty around it. The interviews never quite answer all the questions I've got because we get sidetracked. But I like that. And I think that's a really, hopefully, nice, natural way for us to do the podcast. Let me know. See what you think. And make sure you do what she said. Make sure that you come and find us on Twitter and tell us what you think of the episode. Because we would love to hear from you. Both of us would. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, the show notes have all her details. I've linked up to everything there, all her accounts, and obviously her Twitter account. Please go and check that out. That's at teresaheathwaring.com forward slash 41, the numbers. As always as well, I love to hear what your ideas and thoughts are. I'm not sat here thinking that me and my guests and you know, when I do solo episodes, we have all the answers because we don't. And actually, we have some great feedback from people of new and innovative ways that they're using these platforms. So I would love to hear from you. If you're using Twitter and there are some particular things that you're doing that are working really well for you, please come and tell me. Let's share those ideas. I would love to hear from you. So that's all from me in this episode. I hope you have a great week. And I look forward to seeing you here again next week.
1: Thanks for listening to the Social Media Marketing Made Simple podcast with Teresa Heath-Waring from TeresaHeathWaring.com.